been listening to a little Evanescence, My Heart is Broken, so hopefully uh, everyone will love that on Valentine's Day. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Red Carpet Cafe. I am one of your hosts, Eric Groot. And I am your other host, Free Pro. Free? How are you? It's a loaded oh, question. You know. <laughs> um... For the safety of those who are not kidding. <laughs> All right. First off, let's my wine. <laughs> let's let's just say that we've decided that we're going to do this episode kind of on the fly, and that we are uh, in two different spots. You are in Illinois. I am in Florida. You are consuming wine. What's your wine choice? Mm. It's a local winery that I not so recently discovered and it is their 2018 Chiraldigo and it is delicious. I'm actually quite impressed. Very cool. Uh, I chose to go the route of the liqueur um, <laughs> from an unknown brand called Kahlua. Never heard of it. <laughs> yeah. Would you rum, maybe put cream with that? Rum and coffee liqueur. It's chilled though. I made sure I had that thing chilling for a while. <laughs> but we figured... Most mm-hmm. of the time around Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. Bitter Singles Day. I was going to say, you know, there are usually two camps. There's the all-in, like, oh, Valentine's Day, I got to do something special for everyone. And then there's those that are like, I hate it. Now, I'm going to say this. Valentine's Day is okay, but even as a person who's married with children... It's always been a holiday to me that was created by Hallmark. And mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that. It's a it, Hallmark holiday. No, it is. It is because, you know, you got. Just like Sweetest Day. You don't even know what that is in Florida. What the hell is that? It's in October. It's always the day before my birthday. It's it, like. Don't we. It, wait, stop. Isn't that called Halloween? You said Sweetest no. Day. So it's like candy and no, stuff. No, Halloween oh. is at the end of the month of October. I'm oh. in the middle of the month of October. God bless America. In my mind. <laughs> yes, God bless America. In my mind, I view Sweetest Day because like Valentine's Day, I always feel like is like on behalf of the girl. Okay. So I feel like Sweetest Day is like on behalf of the guy. Yeah, I, but I think. If with... I was in a relationship, I think I would just, I would, I, I would celebrate both. If I was in a relationship because I like, like, as painful as this episode is going to be, <laughs> I hence the alcohol. <laughs> I sometimes enjoy the ooey gooey shit. Sorry, um, can we just put a pause for a second and give this like an explicit warning? Because one, it's Valentine's Day. Two, I'm drinking. And three, I'm fucking over it. All right, hey, you know what? No, don't worry about it. I'll just uh, 
I'll just edit it out. You're good. Go ahead. Can you just like make like a horn sound or something every time? Like <laughs> clinking wine glasses every no, time I say that. No, fuck. no, stop. We're just gonna go ahead. <laughs> just, no, this fine. We're, when this um, episode drops, I'll make sure that it's listed as explicit <laughs> and not clean. And then let's just go out on a limb before we get too carried away here. That so what I was gonna say is anyone like, who's like, drinking, please don't drive. That's a very important um, thing. Don't drink and drive. No, I none will of us walk back to my bedroom after this. Y- yeah, none of us are driving afterwards, so nope. not that I expect us to be shit-faced by the end of this episode. But nonetheless, please uh, drink in moderation. This would have been a good one to also have filming associated, but that's okay. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> um, no, like as like I said, as painful as this episode's going to be, um, I'm the kind of person who, like, valentine's and sweetest day like in a relationship i'm like i'm all for it i'm like "Mm -hmm, yep i'm gonna get you something on february 14th and i'm gonna get you something on october 14th 15th 16th whichever day it happens to fall on okay which is sweetest day like i i don't do like this is for me this is for you oh nope we're just gonna celebrate both together and like be super cheesy and stupid about it um that being said I, I hate holidays that are like the intention behind them is designated for couples. Like that drives me bonkers. For example, I went and took myself out to dinner for New Year's. And as I was leaving, the man who poured my last glass of wine literally followed me out of the restaurant, thanking me for going there by myself because I quote, not everyone has the psyche to be by themselves on a day like today. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I hate those holidays. I hate them because I don't have somebody to share them with. That's why I hate them. No, I gotcha. But I feel like part I'll of your honest. statement might have just created another two different camps. You've got <laughs> half of the listeners that are probably going, you know what? I am right there with you. And actually, I understand what you're saying completely but then there's the other half that are going but i'm sure it means a lot more if your significant other is giving you something on some random day instead of just on february yeah i mean you can show love all the days of the year right but that was kind of my point is that february 14th becomes such a cliche you just share more love on february 14th and so people (laughs) like me hide all day and then go to the grocery store on the 15th and get all of the chocolate at half price and then cry for the next three and a half days you had a facebook post the other day that cracked me up that cracked me up it was the meme that said um you should tell people i love you and make it weird that's Mm -hmm. the day that you should like dress up as cupid and then you know just you want me to wear just a diaper all day no top (laughs) diaper wait a minute that sounds like baby new year what are you talking no is cupid right i thought cupid wore more like a Cupid's like a naked baby no i thought cupid was like wore a toga Mm, maybe well either way everyone can weigh in on twitter what they're would it would it not make it weird though at that point i would would never (laughs) dress up as cupid even in the bedroom i would never dress up as cupid Uh, okay sorry all right well that's a Interesting visual, I guess. <laughs> and for the but, record, the meme was normalize telling your friends you love them. Tell them a lot. Make it weird. And I sent that to, not only did I post it, I also sent it to some people who I haven't talked to in a very long time. And they were like, right. but it, it was a mix between like, we could never make it weird. <laughs> or, yeah. or, but everything is weird. <laughs> <laughs> which i appreciate i love my friends <laughs> okay but now the whole reason why we were even doing this particular show was to talk about you know just a handful of of rom-coms ones that come to mind for you ones that come to mind for me but answer this for me 
Okay. Why do people enjoy romantic comedies? I, I, I personally don't understand. Do. That, no, I do enjoy comedy, um, but like a romantic comedy, um, I'm like, I don't know. There was this one. I'm going to start it off. I'm going to start okay, it off right you here. You started off. Before a- you started off, can I just say that perhaps I misunderstood the assignment? I don't necessarily have romantic comedies, but I have what I would consider to be a love story on my list. Okay. I'm sure we can find the absurdity in that. I'm sure at some point I can pull a romantic comedy out of thin air. All right. Let me start off this discussion then with something that's been bothering me about. Lay it on me. There was a movie. And I thought it is it the holiday with Jude Law and, and Jack Black and Kate yes, Winslet yes. and I think Cameron Diaz. Diaz. Correct. Okay. Yes, that's the holiday. So that was on. Like, I can't believe I remember that. That was on HBO Max like the other day, and I was like, "What movie is this?" And Emily, my <laughs> wife, was I'm like, "Oh." Well, no, no. Emily, my wife, like, oh, it's the holiday. And I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting there and I'm watching it. And I'm like, okay. Uh, right. So Kate Winslet, Cameron Diaz, swap houses, one in the States, one in the UK. Mm-hmm. Jude Law shows up. She falls. Cameron Spoiler falls alert. Loves. It's Kate Winslet who comes to the Americas. Right. Not going to go into the dissertation about the whole film because we agreed that we weren't going to do that. No, no, no. But here's what I don't understand about this film. So, Kate Winslet had this ex that was. (laughs) Oh, yes. I'm remembering remembering the premise now. I haven't seen so many years. (laughs) She had this ex boyfriend who was married and. She thought he was going to leave the wife, that whole thing. And then she ends up f- f- meeting and falling in love with Jack Black. And I'm like, mm-hmm. what? Jack Jack Black. Okay. He's a funny man. Jack Black is funny. I've seen him in funny movies. But I'm trying. You know how in movies you're supposed to suspend belief, belief to buy into? Have you not okay, seen Shallow Hell? He's a jingle writer. I get it. Okay. I wouldn't call but, it jingle. Tenacious D is hilarious. No, no, no. In the movie. Oh, okay. He, yeah. He does Sorry. like jingles and themes <laughs> really and stuff defensive. like that. That was, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I was like, holy cow. I'm so sorry. sorry. Fan of the Jack sorry. Black Club fan club. Sorry about that. I didn't realize I was such a fan until this moment right now. I, I, and again, I like Jack Black in his comedy, but the suspension of belief where I'm like, I don't know that I bought into the fact that they really would have been good together as a couple. I don't know. I just, mm. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. As a rom com, it was okay. Kind of at the moment when Jude Law's crying, Cameron Diaz is going back and she runs back to the house like five miles. I'm like, shit, just stay in the car if you're going to go back to tell him that you want to stay. Don't run five miles in the snow and she has to stop <laughs> halfway there and get oxygen. I mean, Jesus. But, okay. I and, know I saw that movie when it first came out. And the people that are listening that like these movies are going to be like, ah, oh, I can't believe he said that about hey, this. You know and I'm what? like, you we know what? The- more Twitter action anyway. So, like, we can duke it out online. <laughs> Isn't that what people do nowadays anyway? You fight about everything online? That escalated quickly. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, All right. I don't know, half a bottle in. It's only going to go down from here. <laughs> well, okay, so if you don't have rom-coms, what's, what's your first one on your list? Well, my first one was Rudy. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean. Because that's a love story. Rudy loves, loves football. <laughs> yeah, and like Notre Dame. Like, I mean, that's, it's a movie God about passion right. and determination. Yeah. And who doesn't want that in their romantic life? Jesus Christ, right? if that's the case, then my number one is Star Wars. That is a romantic comedy. Because, I mean. 
that's look at the robot. <laughs> that is incestuous. So I'm going to put an end uh, to this that's conversation. Still, yeah, but so was Game of Thrones. It was still, that's, and, you're not wrong. <laughs> you're and, not wrong. And Tyrion Lannister, funny. That was a romantic comedy as well. You know what? Style. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you're not wrong. And I'll Ewoks give you my and Jawas one. are pretty funny. So, I'll, I'll <laughs> yeah, what do you got? Ewoks aren't funny. Yeah, I mean they were designed for comic relief, sure, but they're like, like I think what so many people who are passionate about. Okay, Star give Wars me the PETA side of why... it. Go ahead. No, no, no. There's no PETA side of this. Come on. <laughs> I eat my steaks rare. I want my cow still mooing when I stab it with my fork, okay? Right, fair enough. Sorry, PETA, but <laughs> life. Anyway, um, I also love ribeyes because I want the fat. So I want fat and I want blood. I'm going to Eddie Merlot's after this. Just kidding. I'm not driving after this. <laughs> I'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, like for Ewoks, though, I wouldn't consider Ewoks comic relief. I mean, they were. Every Star Wars episode has something that's meant to be the comic relief or, you know, something to take right. you out of whatever the tense, whatever might be. Um, can we put a clock at the bottom that says how many times I've said whatever? Because I need to put an end to that. Moving on. <laughs> or you're um, taking a sip of your I wine mean, for every time you say it. Okay. Whatever, whatever, <laughs> whatever, 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 whatever. I don't know right. how many times that was. So let me take a drink real quick and then I'll finish about the Ewoks. <laughs> I feel like I'm in college again. Anyway. Um, and I know college I did it twice. Wait, By we choice. totally digress. Wait, stop. By choice. Okay, anyway, you're going to finish, Ewoks, Ewoks, finish Ewoks, your Ewoks, Ewoks and then you have to get back to Rudy. Okay. I was also going to skip over Rudy and just go to my number two because maybe that's more romantic comedy. I'm not quite sure. That's all right. Um, Ewoks. I feel like I mean, they were the piece that would would have normally been like that comic relief, like the droids, the Jawas, the Porgs, um, freaking Jar Jar Binks. <sighs> Jar Jar Binks. He said Jar Jar Binks. Worst thing Lucas <laughs> has ever created outside of Howard the Duck. Moving on. Somewhere Ewoks, there's a guy in his 40s. Like, somewhere there's a guy in his 40s in Florida. Who right. He either wants to bang me or kill me. I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 Just being honest. Um, that being said, the Ewoks, I feel like they were more like cute. And that's why so many people who are very passionate about the Star Wars saga trilogy lifetime um are not they don't they they hate that episode they mm. say it was it in the original three it was the worst right this is why we need like film associated with these podcasts, <laughs> whatever um those were air quotes a lot of them but right. um but they were you know they were like that cute fluffy thing and mm-hmm. you know but i wouldn't consider them necessarily comic relief that's all I was trying to say over the last 10 and a half minutes. Rudy. <laughs> Thank you for joining our program already in progress. When I think of like love stories, and now that we're specifically diving into romantic comedies, I feel like there's always a sense of like emotion attached to those. And dare I say tears, mm. I cry every time i watch rudy i could watch rudy five times in one day and i'm gonna cry five times he runs out to the field they finally put him in this man is so dedicated like his dream is notre dame football and being a part of it he spray paints their helmets he he's he's painting the field he's doing everything he can to be a part of notre dame and their football team and what that means to them which like I don't know if you've ever been to Notre Dame. It is one of the most beautiful campuses I have ever had the privilege of walking around. Mm-hmm. And I can understand why so many people are so like, so passionate about what it has to offer. Like you've got touchdown Jesus, which is really exciting, but just, just the, just the atmosphere too. Like every, I've been to several stadiums, college as well as professional. And those who are more passionate 
and those who you you see the difference like going sorry I know I'm in Illinois right now but going to Soldier Field sucks it is not fun there's nothing fun about it it's very industrial feeling and yeah they have a mascot but like whatever um you go to a place like Lambeau Field and you want the Lions to win but you want a first down every time the the Packers are getting a first down because it's just like just the atmosphere and that's like what like if you've ever been to Notre Dame if you've ever been to a Notre Dame football game like you watch that movie and you feel it, you know, like, I feel like that movie has done a really good job of what it truly is like to be there. So you have this guy who's just like, that's his goal and his dream. And everyone was always putting him down and telling him he couldn't do it. And he just kept doing it. He kept doing whatever it was going to take to be able to live that dream. And at the very end of the movie through like love and loss, they finally put him out on the field because everyone is like, you know, coach, just let Rudy go. Like there's 15 Mm -hmm. seconds left of the game. Just put Rudy in there, like let him do it. And he walks out there and he's like, what do I do? (laughs) And I cry every (laughs) single time. So to me, that's a love story. Um, I'll jump into my number two. You need to take a sip off that wine there first. Sure. All right. (laughs) If you insist. (laughs) As I hit my Kahlua. Might as well fill up the glass with whatever's left of this decanter. Very good. Magic Mike XXL. Oh, Lordy. What is that, the second now one? I listen, now listen to this. Yes, that's the second one. And if anyone has been listening to this podcast and knows me, you know I don't do number twos. <laughs> Magic Mike XXL is the best number two next to the Godfather. I will never ever tell anyone that Godfather Part Two. Sorry to clarify. Right. I will never ever ever tell anyone that a number two is good except for these two situations. Magic Mike comes also out, right? something that you could say about practicality in real life besides movies. A number two is never a good thing. <laughs> As long as you're regular. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I just, I can't. I'm not even going to touch. I just, I can't. I can't right now. All right. Okay. Um, yes, go ahead. Magic Mike, the first one, yeah. I understand like the premise of it was one, not only like giving these like half naked man, men, man, these half naked mans, these half naked men dancing across your theater screen, um, which I'm assuming you haven't, but if you've ever been to a Hunks or a Chippendales, like that's no. exactly what you it's could like. Find me, you could find me back in the day, maybe considering going to a Coyote Ugly, but I wouldn't be going to a Hunks Fair. anytime soon. Fair. Yeah, yeah um, I've been to a Hunks. I have not had the pleasure of Thunder Down Under or Chippendales, <laughs> but I've been to a Hunks in my early 20s. And I was so intimidated to go like, oh, this is kind of sort of a little bit uncomfortable. And then it got to be like intermission. And then the second act started and I was like, I was one of those girls. I was a woohoo girl. It was so much fun. (laughs) It's so much fun. Um, I wouldn't do it on a regular basis. How much did you have? To one. I didn't have any alcohol. I did not have any alcohol. To get to the woo stage? Wow. No, it's just so, it's so much fun. And they're not really, um, like, they never actually get naked. I mean, they do to certain people on stage, usually a bachelorette or something like that. Mm. So, like, as an audience member, you're never, like, we're not, like, swinging dicks out here or anything like that. You know, there's no, like, you know. Some like G string thing, maybe. And like, yeah. if you give them a dollar, they'll dance on you. I didn't give anybody any money. I just watched the show. Anyway, again, <laughs> early 20s. Mind you, I am 33, guys. Like, so this is like, you know, yesterday, at least 10 years ago. I was not recently in 2018. I was in Vegas and I did not go to, I've only been to one hunk show and that was in Mount Pleasant, Michigan at Serenigo Casino. Okay. Anyway. Wow. And we didn't even get paid for that plug. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so the first magic mic was like, 
my understanding is that it was loosely based on Channing Tatum's, um, his life. Like he used to be a exotic, an exotic dancer. For real? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think the storyline is really his life. Like that's why I say loosely based, but he was once upon a time, an exotic dancer, Hmm. come model, actor, super sexy dad. (laughs) um no for real like if you like follow him on instagram like he's like written this book with like his daughter oh it's it's the most adorable thing i've ever seen in my life oh lord um but this first one didn't there wasn't really so much a storyline as much as there were like half naked men dancing on the screen the entire hour and a half of the movie two hours yeah number two came out there was more of a storyline we get twitch is added to the lineup it was so good like the storyline was good the dancing was amazing so when i think of like magic mike xxl like i'm laughing so it's a comedy right <laughs> there's romance in it he ends up with a girl in the end, <clears throat> all right? right yeah it's the kind of movie you watch and i'm like all right alexa play 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 genuine radio i'm gonna meet you in the bedroom in two minutes <laughs> that's what i think of when i think of magic mike xxxxxl right. so if we're talking about romance i would put that on the list okay all right fair i'm gonna go old school on you though i'm gonna go the old school that could be a romantic <laughs> movie too we I'm just talked go about with... matrix that, gonna, that was a, with... that was a love story <laughs> i'm gonna go with stepbrothers no um <laughs> did you just put your balls i can't believe i'm even trying to quote this because i do not like will ferrell so like let's shut me down right now tabitha and i used to this quote that movie a lot no um no, when I say old school, I mean we're we going to become best friends. <laughs> we're going back a couple of decades, a few decades. Sleepless in Seattle has always been one of my uh, favorite I older about films. That Sally, <laughs> <laughs> but Sleepless in Seattle specific. I think does a Sleepless in Seattle. I think it even goes around Valentine's Day when they go at the end oh, of the film. Oh, it does. Yes, it does. And you know what? They did a remake years later called You Got Mail. <laughs> Oh, stop. That's not a remake. <laughs> but that was a remake of Little Shop Around the Corner. <sighs> Old school film. But no, Sleepless what in romantic Seattle. romantic comedy doesn't have the same premise? Anyway. I, I like Sleepless in Seattle because having used to live in the Pacific Northwest, oh, I had the yeah. ability to see a lot of those sites, mm-hmm. um, especially the restaurant that uh, Reiner and Hanks are at when they're talking. Um, I've had a few meals there. And they even still have like a sign in the window that says mm-hmm. Sleepless in Seattle was filmed here, along with little plaques from where they sat. Good restaurant. I don't remember the name of it. It's at Pike Place Market. So where they throw obviously the fish. you weren't a huge fan. I've been there. <clears throat> I love Seattle. Yeah, it's uh, it was a good movie, though. That was one of the mm-hmm. ones that definitely came to mind. What was uh, What was the third movie on your list? I'm just curious now. I'm not gonna lie, I don't have a third, so I'm oh, I thought you on had the fly. No, okay. I'm gonna think on the fly. All right, diving into romantic comedies, and the only thing that comes to mind isn't really a comedy. Um, well, you want to you want to take... go with I'm gonna go with Time Traveler's Wife. Okay, all right. That was an interesting film, though. Mm-hmm. Just from the overall perspective. Yeah, I mean, so, like, the premise of that is that she meets her husband when she's six years old mm-hmm. because he's a time traveler. She's got this meadow behind her parents' house, and this man shows up. And it's really hard to describe this movie without making it sound awful. Um, it's one of those... But he, yes, hits, like, he hits her life at... Di- her life six. is going linear. Mm-hmm. And he's yes. jumping in and out at yes. different times of Correct. his life as he crossed Correct. paths with her. Correct. So the first time they ever meet, she's <clears throat> six years old. And part of time traveling, he'll be in whatever his present self is and essentially just disappear, close and all. Like his clothes just fall to the floor. So when he arrives to his destination, 
he's naked. So that's where it gets weird to try to explain this. He's hiding in the bushes when he meets her and she's having a picnic. So she provides him with a blanket and he's like, hey, I'm going to be here on this day at this time. Can you bring some clothes that your dad won't, won't miss? So she leaves some clothes on this, this rock that's like hidden in the woods. So when he arrives again, he, um, he, he puts the clothes on and then he like visits with her and he's routinely visiting with her. And he lets her know every single time when he's going to visit her, like throughout her entire like growing up life. And then she gets to be probably somewhere in her twenties and she meets him present time in real life. And is like, Hey, like you've told me that this time will come in life and that it's going to be weird. So I need to meet you here at this restaurant. It's your favorite restaurant. And we're going, you know, and I'm going to explain myself. And she explains to him, like, he's kind of weirded out, right? Like there's this beautiful woman in, in front of him and he wants to get to know her, but she's already in love with him. She's, right. she's loved him her entire life. Since yeah. she was six years old, she's loved this man. And now she's in her twenties and meeting him. And it's like, gosh, if that's not real life of some girl being like, I'm here, I'm present. I want you. <laughs> and him being like, hey, you know Uh, so you know that resonates with me a little bit that being said they still go home together that night and then everything just you know they get you know they spend their life together they get married they try to have a kid all the things you're supposed to do in life right well in theory you're supposed to do in life the things that people Society expects you to do in life, right. I guess is what I should say. I don't want to, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, and so it's just a series of like, because of this, that, because of this, that. So it's like, because of his time travel and the time that he's spent with her. And then you learn later, like he meets like his daughter in the future. And he like, he's traveling to times beyond even like his own death. And, and so it's, just, it's very interesting. It's, it's a movie that um, when I watch it, I cry. It's very touching. Like just like the love that exists between these two people um, and the fact that it supersedes like it, it through, through the time continuum. I don't even know how to, explain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, like you have these two people and like, I mean, he's in his 40s meeting her at six years old and she falls in love with him and realizes how special he is. And he knows how special she is, too. But that's because he's a 40 year old meeting his wife. Right. When she was a child, you know, there's this this one particular scene that I always like just die when I watch it, which I'm outing myself that I've watched this movie several times (laughs) Um, where she it's like their second, third encounter with her as a child. And um, he's very recently married to her in the future. Mm -hmm. His present time going back to see her. And she's asking if he's married and he says that he is and that he's very in love and that his wife is beautiful. And this little six-year-old girl just starts packing up all of her stuff. And she's so angry. He's like, what's wrong? And she was like, I don't know. I just thought maybe we were married in the, like, you know, later in life, but you know, whatever. (laughs) So he like, he, he leaves the meadow. He comes back to his present time to his now wife. It's the evening of their wedding. She's sleeping in bed and he goes to like, wake her up and give her a kiss. And she's like, well, where did you go? And he was like, I was in the meadow with you. And you were jealous of my wife. (laughs) And she goes, I was, I was so upset and jealous. And, you know, and he, like, he made sure not to give away her future to her, which would allow her to have some sort of free will. Right. And make sure. Well, because if he had spoiled it, then she might've made different decisions, but it's kind of like, it's like that feeling of like predestination. Like you, like when you meet your person, you know, right. And I like that. Like I'm, I'm, I'm a mushy person, even though I try not to come off as that. Like, I'm a mushy person. And I'm like, you know, I, 
that's why I hate Valentine's Day. And that's why I hate <laughs> this episode so much. It's like, like, I want to get married. And I'm pretty sure that maybe I also want to have kids. I'm like 93% sure that I'm there. Um, and so like the idea of like, there's someone out there for everyone. Like, I really like that. Like, I like, I, I want that. Sure. I feel like God put so much love into my little heart. And I want to share that. And I and haven't it's, done that yet. And it's and so not just sad. But it's not just like Disney, you know, uh, putting out movies where everything's a fairy tale happy ending. That may have some play on people's right? persona. But yeah, we look at a lot of these, you know, films, uh, whether they're rom-coms or drama. <laughs> <laughs> but we look at these dramas and such and romantic comedies and we go... Yeah, it would be nice if we could have that magical ending that they have. Mm -hmm. But we all know that everyone at some point or another is going to go through hardships. We just do. And Valentine's Day becomes a pain. Continuously. (laughs) Every single day for the rest of your life. Well, now. Here's the thing. Here, I was going to say, we should toast. I still have my glass of Kahlua here. You have your wine. This is all I got left. We should toast time. some of our friends. We'll leave last names out, but like our mutual friend who had a tough year a couple years ago, Jackie. We'll toast her. Jackie, I love you with my whole heart. <laughs> sip for Jackie. All right. I so gotta take a sip from my home. Go for it. I'm gonna toast another friend. Uh, my friend Liz, who had a really tough uh, couple of years, so I I get it. The toast to Liz. Toast to Liz. Who else you got? One more person, just a first name. Oh man, you're putting me on the spot. I'm going to toast actually to someone who is newly in a relationship that is serving him very well. And he's a friend that I've had for uh, over a decade and um, is every bit deserving of all the good things that he has in life right now. And every time he reaches out and tells me about it, I'm like, I get emotional and very happy for him. So this is to Adam. Adam. All right. And last one, Brie, to you. You've had a tough year. You've had a tough year. You have. Well, tough couple of years. We all have had tough couple of years (laughs) because of the pandemic. Tough couple of years because of the pandemic. But I mean, just with all all the things going on, here's to you. Thank you. I appreciate you. So here's also to you because there have been a series of people who have gotten me through all the hard times and you are definitely at the top of that list so this is Ah, you kudos thank you um all right so my last film that i'm going to talk about it's a it's a touching touching rom-com yeah yeah it's a pretty deep one it it's deep and meaningful because the romance involved between the couple that's in this film it's pretty passionate and I'm trying to figure out what it might be. Yeah. But there is a lot of comedy involved, you know, with secondary characters and plot points. Give me more clues. Give me more clues. But you can tell how passionate this guy was when he looks out and sees justice coming through the front door. And he hears that song, Inconceivable, Unbelievable, Jason Mewes, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. When Jay sees <laughs> justice for the first time, you knew that that romance was meant to be. I, I agree with that. There is no better, aside from Wayne and Garth. I don't think there's a more dynamic duo than Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, you know what? One more toast. My buddy Brian. My buddy Brian has been looking for that special person. And this is to him. Hopefully one day he'll find her. 
maybe if he lowers the standards just a little bit. <laughs> I love Brian as a brother, though. This is that is what that's what your 30s are about. Lowering your standards to, to be <laughs> more reasonable. Lowered expectations. <laughs> no, I think that... <laughs> I think expectations and um, non-negotiables are a, are a good thing. Okay, but like TV I feel series, like those become more prevalent in your thirties and forties. The TV series "How I Met Your Mother"—that's a classic example of rom-com TV sitcom. God. That that there was my again. There's been a marathon of it going on recently in this house, mm-hmm. and. In conjunction with How I Met Your Father? Um, I haven't really had the opportunity to sit and watch that one I yet. I think there's only three or four episodes out right now. I'm okay. undecided. I'm very undecided on it. But hey, How look. I Met Your Mother, yeah. I, I, if Kim I, Cattrall I, could not take the time to go do and... What, what's that show called? And Just Like That. But the and just reason like that. why is like personal life things like her and um sarah jessica parker who is carrie bradshaw and that they they've had some conflict in personal life which is why she's not in in just like that um so yeah i she her character is technically in and just like that but not physically don't they kill her off or something no, they send her to. I think I'm sorry, to, spoiler alert. They send her alert. to Paris. Oh, they send her to Paris, <clears throat> or maybe London. They send her to London or Paris. I don't know. I think I'm still behind an episode. I, I um, did not have. I did not watch all of Sex in the City when it was out back in the day. No, no, no. But I've seen bits and pieces of some seasons uh-huh. and whatnot. I've seen enough to know that mm-hmm. that show failed because they got Carrie Bradshaw together with Mr. Big instead of Aiden. <gasps> Sorry. No! Mike, no! Mike, no! Mike no, as a Mike female, Trump. I feel differently. So, okay. Um, Do you feel differently all, now that he's died from a Peloton? Spoiler alert. Probably should have led with that. <laughs> Pin in this for one second. Back to how I met your mother. Ted Mosby, I feel, is the the male version of myself. So if if we go, you're pulling a prout, then <laughs> instead of a Mosby, it would be kind of the same thing. No, pretty much. Like okay. I like Ted Mosby is like he believes in the one, and he believes in love, <laughs> and like I'm 33, and I've had some weird situations we just talked about one before we started recording of like i'm not even going to dive into it right but i've had weird situations and and even though i've had weird situations like i still believe with my whole heart almost an entire bottle of wine in that like the one is a real thing for everyone or those who want it i guess like I said, I have too much love in my heart to be by myself forever. Right. So at some point in time, there's going to be a human that enters my life and <laughs> like they are my one, whomever they may be. I don't know. Right. Um, that being said, Ted Mosby tugs at my heartstrings in sure. ways that like I didn't know another person could like the decisions that he makes and things that he's looking for. I'm like, I get it. I understand. Even when he gets that stupid freaking butterfly tramp stamp, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> that could have been me, it could have, but right. it wasn't. I don't have a butterfly tramp stamp. I do have like 10 tattoos. I think maybe Here, 12. here's what's great about that show in general. And I was sorry to see it end um although the way they ended it it needed to end yeah but the way they ended it it was was still questionable though but (sighs) what's no but what's beautiful about this show is if you look at the main characters you've got lily Mm -hmm. marshall barney ted robin lily and marshall oh but, my gosh Where all right uh, dad <laughs> all right there tiger oh. king hold on just a second there 
before we get talking about the I other love story. I have not seen Tiger King. Whatever. That's too bad. That's a true love story. Like <laughs> Carol and Joe that you sent me the other day. I don't even know what that is. I was it's like, going to be greatest, It's going to be one of the greatest uh, documentary films ever. <laughs> I feel so proud as a human in America in 2021, in 2022, and even 2020. That I have never watched Tiger King. You're missing out. And I know nothing television. about it. Oh, that's All I know are tigers <laughs> and math. That's it. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So what I, my point being, though, as we digress here, those main characters from How I Met Your Mother, the reason why that it works so well is because most people can look at those characters and say, I see a little of myself in every I see all of myself in one Ted, of them. Ted no, but all of the characters. I mean, there's a little bit of Robin, Marshall, Lily, of course, Ted, Barney, I agree. In, in all of us. That's uh, that's fantastic. <clears throat> I mostly agree, but I see all of myself in Ted Mosby. All right, fair enough. A hundred percent. Yeah, and Ted was the hopeless romantic of the group. I'm yeah. And it, that's and that's why I hate romantic I comedies. By like, a goat. like <laughs> romantic <laughs> comedies, there's one single theme in every single romantic comedy. And when I tell you that I don't watch romantic comedies, like I do not watch romantic comedies. Right. Like when I when a guy's like, "Hey, like let's watch a movie," and he chooses a romantic comedy, the first thing I say before actually selecting it is just so you know, that's not me. Like, that's not, <laughs> like, that's not. And then we end up watching some, like, <clears throat> Hacksaw Ridge right. or, you know, whatever. <clears throat> because it's like, like, that's, oh, like, it's going to make me feel all lovey-dovey. He's like, like oh, oh, no romantic comedies. Need, okay, let's put on Halloween I don't need kills. that to feel the feelings that I may or may not feel for you. Right. That being said, the single common theme of romantic comedies is this thing called the grand gesture. And at this point in time in my life, I'm not sure that the grand gesture exists because like, I believe in it and I welcome it. But I feel like I've put myself in that situation of like, well, I'm going to create it. It's 2022. I can create the grand gesture. I don't need him to create the grand gesture. So like Ted Mosby, for example, the grand gesture was that motherfucking blue French horn. (laughs) I want a blue French horn on my mantle above my Napa Valley painting more than you can understand. (laughs) Like, because I get it. Like, I understand. Like, I, like, I hate Valentine's Day. I hate Sweetest Day. I hate, I hate romantic comedies because those things are not real in my life. Like, that's why I hate them so much. They're not bad. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just pointing out to me what I'm lacking in life that I want so. Sure. I don't want to say desperately, but like, that's the best word at this point in time to say, you know, like those are the things that I want. And it's like, I, I'm willing to do that grand gesture. So I need someone to be willing to do that grand gesture for me. So like, that's why I hate romantic comedies because this guy comes through this big romantic gesture and it's like, (laughs) (laughs) right. Yeah. Right. Uh, Okay. I'm supposed to believe that. Like, like the Princess Bride, as you wish. <laughs> where is that man? Please, I need my Prince Wesley. Like, where is he? <laughs> like, maybe he's out there somewhere, or maybe it's just all a facade. I don't know. <laughs> but like, please educate me. Where is he? There. <laughs> I am half attempt, uh, tempted to just put the video of this on like YouTube <laughs> or Facebook or something. Please don't. Like that raspberry was like obnoxious. Like I could no, feel I was the thinking, spit flying. <laughs> I was thinking more along the line of the facial expression that you were doing earlier with your, yes, exactly. You, you can't see this from? listener. Uh, you know what that's from? No. 
the romantic comedy runaway bride <laughs> when she asks her to make the face oh my lord <laughs> watch okay. it you'll all know right. all right here's the thing here's the thing since i hit the topic of runaway bride because maybe that would be my third did i already give a third <laughs> doesn't matter just go <laughs> this is all i got man <laughs> so i don't really know <laughs> um, is that all that's left of your wine shut the front door <laughs> all right well round out round let's round it <laughs> Let's round out this episode with the rest of Proof that wine. Is in the pudding. <laughs> All right, finish off that wine and finish off. There the is this scene in Runaway Bride. So, like everyone and their mother, literally, loves Julia Roberts and Richard Gere. Runaway Bride, uh, Pretty Woman. They at some point in time, maybe pre-gerbil, were together. Oh, Lord. I don't know. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Did I do that right? Yeah, you're fine. Okay. <laughs> and I'm not Catholic. <laughs> um, Runaway Bride. When I think, maybe this is a dating application. I don't know. Like, you know, hear me out, gentlemen. If ye, if ye <laughs> exist. <laughs> so in Runaway Bride, there is this scene. Because rom-coms are known for Two things, romantic gesture and, and tell me what it is. Do you know what it is? Um, a marriage at the end? No. Okay. <laughs> I, don't know. I mean, sometimes, yes. <laughs> Ready? When you watch a romantic comedy, there are two things, every three things, happy ending, bullshit, and um, the grand gesture, and the third thing, a montage. <laughs> okay. If it is a true romantic comedy and a quote-unquote good romantic comedy, there's going to be a montage. In Runaway Bride, there's this montage of her and Richard Gere's character, who is a reporter, doing a story on her specifically because she is quote-unquote a serial runaway bride. <laughs> She's a flight meaning, risk. <laughs> mean, yes, meaning like she never gets gets all the way down the aisle. And if yeah. she does get to the aisle, she still runs away and never officially gets married. And this has happened like three, four, five times. Whatever. I've never even been close to marriage, so I can't really comment feel, on what a flight risk I feel be. like anyone who's proposed to her should have taken out some kind of like marriage cancellation <laughs> insurance or something like that, just in case. I'm not here to judge, but there's this scene through her, like, connecting with and getting to know Richard Gere's character that they are in her living room, and they're playing some form of card game, whether it's, in my mind, it's rummy, because that's what I play all the time with my mom and grandma. Like, growing up, it was pepper, euchre, rummy, and rummy makes the most sense in this particular scene. And she's quite literally sitting on the coffee table while he's sitting on the couch and they're playing this card game and she wins and he's upset and she's like, ah! like cheering and like just throwing the cards everywhere. So he can't try to say that she didn't win. That's like, that's what I want. Like when I think about like a relationship and finding quote unquote the one and spending that time together i want that moment that like they played what stupid playing cards and in my mind it's rummy playing rummy and winning (laughs) and just screaming and throwing the cards everywhere to be like nope i won you lost like like anytime i think about like my forever i think about like, I visualize that. And, like, that's, like, oh, my God, I want it. It's crazy. It's so crazy. Like, that's what I want. Like, I don't even need to walk down the aisle. I don't need to eat eggs the same way you do, which if you've watched Runaway Bride, you understand that reference. Like, I don't need any of that. I need those moments. So small moments matter most. Okay. And so to me watching that movie like in comparison to every other romantic comedy 
that is either sort of lifelike or not lifelike at all. Like that singular moment of playing cards and screaming your head off when you win is so true to me and myself that like, that's what I want. Applications can be sent to (laughs) (laughs) all you single men worldwide who have gin rummy skills. You can send your videos to info at bkrpn.com. Just mention Breeze application in the header. Or rummy, or euchre, <laughs> or love. <laughs> it's out there somewhere. I like, I just, I don't, I like to anyone out there who is listening, who is a um, quote, unquote, quote unquote single AF person like myself, <laughs> like if you want it, it is out there. Like I am such a firm believer in that, despite all of the shit. I have been through, like, I still believe that there is a human out there who is meant to be with me to create the life that I hope to have. And I don't care if that is, I have half a glass of wine left. I don't care (laughs) if that's naive. I don't care if that's silly. I don't care if you think I'm fucking stupid. Like, I strongly believe that there's if you want it there is a person for everyone right and that may still come with challenges that may still come with whatever else you see in a romantic comedy but if you're willing to endure it it's possible and i welcome that for so years again, applications can be <laughs> for years i have said <laughs> for years i've said that it's not about finding Mr. Right or Miss Right. They don't exist. You <laughs> need to, you, my statement is, is you need to find Mr. and Miss just as fucked up as you are. Because if one has more issues than the other, it never works. I have a, let's see if I can find it. I have a photo on my phone. Which is great that- for the listener because, you know. it's a photo there's this this photo from so past life I did weddings I did wedding planning and setting up weddings and all this stuff and I always took pictures of everything any like cute fun sign that I saw um, I posted everything on social media just to show from a professional standpoint like what I've done but I also took pictures of things where I was like I like this and one of them was like marriage noun, um, two imperfect people who are perfect for each other. So like, again, like I still wholeheartedly believe that. And I don't care if that's naive. I don't care if someone thinks that's real. Like that's what's real for me. And that's what I'm looking for. Um, and there was another piece that I was going to tag on to that, but unfortunately I am three ounces away from finishing an entire bottle during this, I don't know, 45 minute conversation that we've had. <laughs> Maybe it's an hour and 15 minutes. Who's keeping time? I'm not. Um, I have so much more to say. So like, I hate Valentine's day. Let's make that clear. Like I hate Valentine's day because of the, societal stipulations that are put on it which is why I hate watching romantic comedies because I feel like it's showing me what I'm missing out on where like I'm not missing out on anything someone is missing out on something with me preach right give me an amen give me an amen (laughs) that being said like so I I believe that those things are out there I don't know how to find them but I will find them and he's going to be so happy <laughs> and so grateful. It's going to blow his mind. They're going to have to make a movie about it. Yeah, but I swear it seems like it happens when you're not looking, though. People fucking say that. It's true. It's so, no, no. Hey, no, 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 no. Stop. No, you can no. go out. You could, you could go out if you were, if you hadn't been drinking. You could go out right now and find someone, sure. But. What are you going to find? Oh. Probably going to find garbage. Oh, 
And remember, nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Like, here's the thing. Nothing good happens after 2 a.m. Romantic comedies, romantic movies, romantic movies. Just so you know, it is 9.07 my time. (laughs) Um, Romantic movies, Ever After. It is um, Drew Barrymore when she still had brown hair. Mm -hmm. And it is a, a new take, if you will, on the story of Cinderella. Right. And within this movie exists Leonardo da Vinci and all of his inventions and Drew Barrymore's character, who happens to be the Cinderella of the story, knows him, has a close connection to him as well as, sorry, I've been drinking wine. I'm like, please don't vomit. No, 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 I'm not going to vomit at all. I just need to take a moment to breathe. Um, As well as the prince in the movie, he has a direct line to Leonardo da Vinci as well. And so you see his inventions walking on water. You see his inventions of some kind of like flight contraption, right? And there's this point in the movie where Leonardo says to the prince, you can't leave everything to fate, boy. She's got a lot to do, which hits me so hard because so many people, so many people think like if it's meant to be, it will be. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't be difficult. You shouldn't have to put so much into it. Blah, 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 blah. Jerking my chain over here, right? <laughs> Again, video should be associated with this. <laughs> and that line like hits me hard because I'm like, it's so true. Like at some point, you as a living human being need to make a decision of what it is that you want and seize it, right? So it's like, it's, yeah, like you can't leave everything to fate. Like, yes, like you by fate have possibly met this person, but you still have to put in some form of effort Mm -hmm. in some form of commitment to make it happen it can't just all be quote-unquote natural because you if something is going to happen naturally i would open my front door and fucking prince charming is going to be standing there (laughs) that's natural right i think that movie is called enchanted (laughs) whatever (laughs) i honestly haven't even seen it i know some of the songs but i haven't actually seen it where I meet someone and I'm like, you know what? You have every single quality. You check all of these boxes. So I need to figure out how to make this work. You can't leave. Fate brought you into my life. And now it's my job to put in the effort to make this work. And that's where I feel that so many people man woman or other fail Mm -hmm. because they leave everything to fate and and the fate is that person entered your life so now what are you going to do about it to make it be what you need it to be huh like like that's like that's where i struggle so that's why i hate romantic comedies because A person like me who values that connection and that relationship so deeply to the point that it's embarrassing to even talk about, like, I've met you, you've entered my life in some bizarre, unforeseen way, and I am here, I am present, I am all in, and you're like, what's gonna happen like somehow like a beam is gonna come out of the sky and it's gonna electrocute me and that's gonna tell me that I should call you and then I call you and you just happen to be available and then maybe sometime I'm gonna like 
see you and then we're gonna go on a date and maybe they have this particular glass of wine and you're gonna love it and then maybe bullshit wasn't that movie called he's just not that into you god damn it (laughs) (laughs) that's exactly what that movie was called okay Okay. if it's for you if it's for you it won't miss you but at some point you gotta take Uh, the bull by the horns grab him by the cojones and say hey i'm here i'm interested and i can be the best thing that's ever happened to you well i have to put a ring on it i have to say this we've had a really big breakthrough today um and you've been listening to dr brie and (laughs) i can be here all night do we want to continue because i still have about two ounces left (laughs) you've been listening to the (laughs) red carpet Carpet cafe podcast i am find us at bk or bpkrn i don't even remember what it is you usually do this part Go ahead, take it away, <laughs> my co-host. I am one of <laughs> your hosts. hosts. I am one of your hosts, Eric Root, and I am your extremely <laughs> intoxicated other host. <laughs> Let me just finish this real quick. Yeah, you go for it. Oh, you weren't joking. That's what you call in it to win it. That's a whole bottle of wine for the entire episode. My name is Bree Prout. <laughs> And I am your other host at the Red Carpet Cafe. You can find us at BKRP. I can't even do it. I can't do it. Tweet us. There's an application. I am looking for the love of my life, whomever you may be. You can find us on the web at bkrpn.com. Um, I know that part. <laughs> and neither of us are going driving after this episode ends here. I am but walking to my bedroom and taking a nap. <laughs> whether you're celebrating Valentine's Day or not. I'm not. Just... I'm not celebrating <laughs> Valentine's Day. We've lost total control of this episode. Fuck that day. <laughs> I'm going to watch Magic Mike Reed and the Time Traveler's Life. Have a great week, Maybe everyone. Maybe some stars. <laughs>